0: making and keeping New Year's resolutions that will improve your health. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian
1: Forrest, and this week we're going to be talking about ways you can keep yourself healthy in the new year.
0: Dr. Forrest is a board-certified family physician from Apex. I'm Mike Davis, and Dr. Forrest, a very happy New Year to you. I know we're just less than a day away now uh, are you uh, you're gonna be sitting up tonight uh, waiting for the uh, the ball to drop at Times Square?
1: Yeah we have a we usually have a tradition that if uh, if we're out somewhere sometimes we'll watch a ball drop wherever we are mm-hmm. uh, we've done that in Atlanta before we've done that in uh, Boone before it's actually kind of fun to watch the the uh, thing drop in the boon in downtown oh, uh, i think this, i think this year we'll be doing that uh, standard tv watch uh, <laughs> and watch the ball drop somewhere else but uh, yeah always fun to do that
0: you know we're we're as i said less than a day away now from 2024 and a lot of people when we come to this time of the year You know, we've come basically through the holidays now, and it's time to start thinking about the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. I understand today you're going to tell us about some ways that we can truly get the new year off to a good start and ways that people can make New Year's resolutions that can actually improve their health.
1: Yes. Uh, You know, people make New Year's resolutions for lots of different reasons, but, you know, one of the most common themes is that people wanna do something to try to be healthier. And you know, as a physician, I am always completely sub- in support of that. Um, the truth is though, that most people have difficulty following through. And uh, you know, once they feel like they've messed up on that new year's resolution, they decide to just put it on hold or put it off till next <laughs> new year. Mm-hmm. And so what we're gonna talk about today is ways for people, give them some tips for sort of turning bad habits into good habits and focus on the changes that will make the biggest difference for their health in the new year.
0: All right, let's jump right in. So what would be the best for listeners in terms of new year's resolutions from a health perspective?
1: Well, there are basically five key areas that would cover all of the resolutions that are actually going to have a significant impact on health. Um, And first is weight loss. So you know, for anyone whose waist size measured at the belly button is over half of their height in inches. um, That's, that's how we're going to look at that. You know, weight charts and BMI, they do a bad job of telling us if our weight's affecting our health. Uh, But it has been shown that if you measure your waist in inches, um, it should be half your height in inches or less. So, you know, if you're six feet tall, that's 72 inches. So you want your waist to be 36 inches or less at the belly button. Don't, uh, don't just use pant size. Um, and you don't want to set unrealistic, um, sort of goals in terms of pounds. Um, you know, sometimes people say, Oh, I want to lose 50 pounds this year. Well, that's, that's pretty ambitious. Hmm. So I tell people to set an inch goal, you know, and, and if you say something like, Hey, I'm going to try to lose one inch every eight weeks that's going to be really reasonable for most people to maintain. Um, now we do know about an inch around the waist for a lot of people is about 10 pounds. Uh, but again, about one inch every eight weeks is reasonable. Um, the second is smoking. So we have years of evidence now that smoking not only causes certain medical conditions like cancer and emphysema, it also makes almost all other medical conditions worse. Um, did you know that smoking actually can contribute to herniated disc and back pain? Mm. <laughs> uh, most people don't think about that, but it actually causes the the disc in our back to dehydrate and makes them more likely to herniate. So, uh, But it's hard to quit, and we'll, we'll have a whole show uh, sometime this year about that. Uh, but this is an important one. So setting a quit date uh, that's not on any special occasion, making sure you tell your friends and family about it because that gets you some peer pressure has been shown to be one effective method Um, and there's also a quit line you know that's free that uh, people can go to um, and get some counseling as well so uh, third category is exercise so we know plenty of studies now that show that moving more is one of the best things you can do to live longer and also stay functional uh, as you age Um, so you don't have to set out to do an Ironman you want you want realistic goals Um, And as little as about 150 minutes a week uh, can pay huge dividends. So when you think about the number of minutes that are in a week, uh, it really only takes 150 minutes to really do what you need to do from a health standpoint. Um, The fourth sort of resolution category I'd talk about is just, you know, improving your diet regardless of the weight loss aspect. And we know that eating less saturated fat, uh, less than 10 grams per day, Uh, Getting enough fiber in your diet, uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, that can improve cholesterol and bowel problems, even really help with skin issues. I've seen some remarkable changes in patients' skin before just from significantly changing their diet. So, you know, make it easy on yourself. Uh, We're not trying to make you eat stuff you don't like. So find vegetables that you actually do like to eat and that you are fairly easy to prepare. Um, And a good rule is to eat vegetables that grow above the ground. Uh, The ones that grow below the ground are starchy, and so they have more carbs and raise your blood sugar more. But vegetables that grow above the ground, except corn, uh, things like nuts, whole berries, um, and fruits that aren't super sweet are all good for improving your diet. And the last category for New Year's resolutions for health is modifying your alcohol consumption. Now, for years... We've known that you know alcohol in excess of about one drink per day for women and about two for men um, has been shown to be harmful for health. Um, but it turns out that um, even less than that is what it takes to have an effect on your mental capacity. Hmm. And there was a new study that was out of Oxford this past year that really made me rethink. You know, telling people that moderate alcohol consumption was okay because it basically said that you know, every single alcoholic drink gets you closer to dementia. So right. I think that was a real wake up call when that study came out and said, you know, um, alcohol, even in small amounts, if it's done over years, uh, can increase your life's likelihood of having memory problems and dementia and old age. Hmm. Um, so if you do cut down alcohol, always make sure not to do it too quickly. You can't go from a 12 pack per day to nothing that can have really severe consequences like seizures and spikes in blood pressure. So you really need to gradually taper down if you are cutting your alcohol consumption.
0: Well, that sounds like a lead-in into our Access Health Tip of the Week. We'd like to thank
1: We Care uh, Pharmacy in Apex for sponsoring our Tip of the Week. Their number is 919-629-6010, and you can look them up online at wecarepharmacyapex.com. And the Tip of the Week this week is The hardest thing about a New Year's resolution is the phase that happens right after what I call your super willpower wears off. Uh, Once you're past the first few days of a rock solid commitment, you get faced with that first bag of chips, that first scoop of ice cream, and the key is to push through. Uh, You know, the tough parts are in those first few weeks. If you can sustain a new habit, for six weeks, then that new habit becomes the habit and it becomes
0: much easier. Good point. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. More specifics on ways to be successful with healthy resolutions straight ahead on Access Health Radio. Healthy and reasonable New Year's resolutions today on Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis with board certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest from Apex. Uh, What are some keys to success? We talked about that, you know, that super willpower wearing off uh, just a few moments ago, Doctor Forrest. Are there ways to make resolutions stick? (laughs) Let's say at least till springtime.
1: Well, I think most importantly, uh, Mike, you don't want to set unrealistic goals. I think that's the biggest mistake Mm -hmm. a lot of people make is they really go too extreme. Uh, you know, for example, somebody that right now is eating fast food five days per week might say, okay, no more fast food ever. Well, <laughs> the chances of success with that are very low. So uh, often, and then when people fail, when they have that first failure, it discourages them so much that a lot of times they just give up completely on trying to to do the resolution. So, you know, all of us will fail. Uh, that is a certainty. Uh, the key is that, You know, when we do, we forgive ourselves, uh, we get back on the wagon. If six days out of seven, you eat a great diet and the seventh is the only one you mess up, you're actually doing really good. And six out of seven days can have huge health benefits. Many times we think of it as sort of all or nothing. um, And we should just try to make it as often as possible. Um, Second tip is have some mini goals. Um, For example, saying I'm going to lose 50 pounds in two months is unreasonable. Uh, not to mention unhealthy. So right. if you set a goal for January 15th and then you set another goal for February 1st and so on, that's a good way to have many goals. And if you miss a deadline, just reset the goal for the next shorter time period. And then lastly, you, you can't focus on more than one thing at a time. Uh, so I tell patients all the time, I have patients that say, I'm gonna you know, stop drinking alcohol, I'm gonna quit smoking, I'm gonna lose weight. And I And I tell them, hold on a minute, You can't do all that at the same time. Um, So if you want to do a lot of things for your health, you really have to do one at a time. So, you know, if you want to try to cut carbs, cut sodium, cut calories, cut saturated fat, et cetera, there's just no way. So instead, pick one specific goal at a time and work at that one until you've achieved it. Uh, And then you can focus on another area. And, uh, you know, I tell people all the time that, you know, as a physician, I could give them a list of 100 things they should do. But instead, I'm just going to give them one or two at most to do for now. And most people are much more successful with that strategy.
0: Yeah, I I can imagine so. Let's talk about accountability for a minute. Uh, What are some ways that people can be accountable for their New Year's health goals? And how important is that?
1: Well, Mike, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Accountability is very important. Um, It's been shown that people that have an exercise partner – Um, that they work out with are much more likely to not skip a day Um, or procrastinate a workout until next week instead of going ahead and doing it today. Because if you've got a neighbor that's going to knock at your door at 6 a.m. expecting you to walk with them, um, you're not going to want to answer the door in your bathrobe and tell them you just can't make it today. And that's one reason that group programs like Weight Watchers and things like that can be successful. The positive peer pressure of people having the same temptations and trouble as you do, can really be very encouraging. Um, it's also good to tell people in your family and friends what your goal is. And that way it makes you a little self-conscious about your behavior. Uh, if, if your friends and family that you trust say, hey, what happened to you trying to quit smoking? That can help some people. Uh, now, having said that, there are people out there that sort of, uh, you know, retain their pride and their control of their own habits. And, and for those people, it might actually backfire with them. Um, some people, when you confront them, uh, friends or family, about their failure with their goals, they can actually respond by making their habits worse. So that's something you really have to know about yourself and you have to know about your friends and family. But in general, though, people who set goals um, that they only keep to themselves are less successful with that. Um, and by the same token, household contacts that are having similar bad habits make it incredibly difficult to succeed. So if you have one spouse that wants to quit smoking and the other one doesn't want to quit quit smoking, it's been shown to be much less likely that either one will be able to quit. So setting goals as a family sometimes can be really helpful as well.
0: So Dr. Forrest, you gave us some unrealistic examples earlier of goals. Could you give us some specific goals that are achievable, that are good for health?
1: Yeah, some of those we mentioned, but uh, specifically getting your waist size down to under half your height in inches um, at a rate of about half an inch or an inch per month will pay dividends for your blood pressure, blood sugar, your arthritis, and even lower your risk of cancer. Um, I saw, I was reading some studies recently about uh, sodas, and, uh, you know, it said that a regular sweetened soda, just one per day, regularly, like with sugar in it, increased your risk of cancer substantially, just one can a day. Wow. So uh, these small changes can really have big benefits. Um, you know, stopping smoking really has to be a top priority for those that, that do smoke, um, maybe even more so than weight. Um, cutting alcohol, at least getting it less than two drinks per day for men and one for women can be beneficial from a health standpoint. Um, as well as also that can help heal strained relationships in some cases where alcohol is leading to those relationship problems. And um, another good goal is eating less than 100 grams of carbs per day. Um, You know, that's a budget that I have for people. You know, that's a smaller budget if you're diabetic, maybe, but 100 grams of carbs for everybody, less than that per day is reasonable. Um, Less than 10 grams of saturated fat per day. Um, And then trying to get at least three servings of what I call cruciferous vegetables um, and low sugar fruits. Cruciferous vegetables are things like broccoli, kale, uh, you know, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, and then low sugar fruits, things like uh, kiwi fruit. um, And those are great dietary goals. And you can use the apps and the Internet to find the, the, the carbs and calories in almost everything these days.
0: Now, I heard you mention previously you were talking about, say, by the 1st of February and doing things uh, on a monthly basis, things like that. What do you think about setting specific dates as part of resolutions?
1: Well, I think setting dates is really helpful and in that it stops people from procrastinating and keep putting that, you know, I'm going to quit next week or I'm going to work on that when I can exercise or I'm going to do this because people will just procrastinate forever. So I think setting dates is good. However, if you're going to pick a date to stop any bad habit um, or to start a new good habit, it needs to be a date that's not particularly emotionally charged or stressful. So for example, you don't want to start, uh, you don't want your date to quit smoking to be your birthday. You don't want your, you know, the day that you uh, cut your carbs to be, you know, on Christmas. You, you, You have to make sure it's not a particularly special day. It's not a family event day. It's just sort of a a date that has no other significance so uh, you don't want to do it the first day of a new job you don't want to do it you know at the birth of a baby Um, I think generally weekends are a better time to start and when you don't really have anything going on
0: straight ahead uh, Dr. Forrest I'm going to give you a warning I want to hear your new year's resolutions maybe those will inspire me I don't know (laughs) that's coming up straight ahead on access health radio we're talking healthy New Year's resolutions on this year-end edition of Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Well, you know,
1: I've I've worked on my own weight seemingly my entire life, and it's uh, it's never a completed task. So, mm-hmm. you know, I do my best to follow my own advice in terms of diet and exercise, but you know, just like all other patients, I'm, I'm an imperfect human being and we all occasionally backslide. I think uh, one of the key things to remember is not to beat yourself up too much. You know, when you do have a treat or you have a day when you don't exercise like you should, uh, the key is just keep on trying. Um, you don't have to wait until uh, the next new year uh, to start working on those good health habits again. You sort of, you know, if it's a new year's resolution, then maybe it should be a, a resolution every month. You know, every every few weeks you start over, uh, and you keep trying. Make sure you keep working at it.
0: So if I blow it, I, I don't have a, a free year to wait until right. I got it. That's I got right. it. All right. <laughs> Time now for the Access Health trivia of the week. So, what percent of
1: people keep New Year's resolutions, and for how long? Well, it's a little little concerning. Studies done by uh, Pennsylvania University have found that by January eighth just 77% of resolution makers are still on track. And after six months, only about 40% will have kept it up. Just remember, there are no perfect human beings out there. So falling off the wagon will happen. Just jump right back on and uh, do what you can to be successful.
0: How about some contact information? Uh, How can folks get in touch with you, Dr. Forrest? So if they
1: want to know about our practice in Apex, they can go to acchealth.com or they can call 919-363-0190. If they want to send us a question, they can send that to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. And if they want to hear the show after the show, they can check out a podcast at wptf.com or we also upload to Apple Podcasts.
0: Dr. Forrest, believe it or not, that's all the time we have for 2023.
1: (laughs) I'd like to wish our entire audience and you, Mike, a healthy and blessed New Year.
0: Thank you. Our
1: our scripture this week is from 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show. We look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, Happy New Year, and may God bless your health.